your turn. Oh. I am not going to ask you if you would trade me a brick. I might. No, you won't. I know you won't. And I know you have one from last turn, but... Uh, so I'm just going to go... I'm going to play these four ore. And that's going to be a brick. And then I'll play the one wood. And that gives me uh, another road. And that's longest road. And I win again. Game over, babe. You always get to win. When do I get to win? Welcome back to episode 14 of Together for Salem. This episode is... XXIV. Yes, that sounds right. There's no M's or C's or V's in there Not yet. yet. Uh, this is part three of our A Better Way series. If you miss part one and two, they're on YouTube for you, ready to go. Parts I and I, I. Oh gosh. This Okay, you're right. There are parts I yeah. and I, I. Sometimes with Roman numerals, I just have to think a little bit, and that's hard. Okay. Anywho, uh, we are Aaron and Monica. Did we say that yet? No, we are. Yeah, this is our basement. Uh, we're hosting this uh, podcast episode video cast for you uh, from the beauty of our own home. Mm. Uh, we don't have to wear masks at our home. So no, that's no, cool. With, no, with one another. Yeah. So that's pretty great. Yeah, that's part, partly why we're doing this. Just kidding. Anyway, this is uh, part three of the series. We're excited to hear John wrap it up mm -hmm. uh, with a better way to win. Yep. Which should be good. Should be. Um, but we are a church in Salem for Salem. We're kind of like a community resource, mm -hmm. really. I mean, if if you think about it that way, we're a place where you can discover more about what it means to follow Jesus. Um, we're a church for people who don't normally go to church. So that means uh, you don't have to have any experience or background. Uh, with Christianity or following Jesus nope. to for this to make sense. So we're speaking to you um, as if you've never been in a church before. So church people, it might seem a little different to you. And that's partly why. So you're welcome here too. Everybody's welcome. We're glad you're here. Thank you for joining us. So community resource, I mentioned that. Mm -hmm. This is a place for questions. Yes. And sometimes we forget to mention this, but we have a whole page dedicated on our website to asking questions. You can go to that page and submit your question and um, you can get an answer via email or text, mm -hmm. or maybe it'll be part of our So What About series. There's 12 total episodes of So What About questions, like maybe you're wondering about the Bible or Jesus or what it all means. Those are there as a resource for you too. We'll put those in the description down below. Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and last thing, that's what he's waiting for. Watch and listen at the end, because we're going to raffle, give away mm -hmm. um, a really special giveaway this week to Truffle Shuffle Salem. Mm -hmm. And um, you can enter to win this week's giveaway, which we'll talk about later, mm -hmm. uh, by liking. No or, spoilers. No spoilers. But like or comment to enter the giveaway. We do it every week. This is like our 13th giveaway. Yeah. Which or is something like that. It's really fun. It yeah. is. But, I mean, isn't it that this is all about winning, right? I just won. You did. You always win. Uh, that reminds me, though, one time you did. That is true. Win. There is this one time in it life. was It was with Catan, too, actually. I won. You did. And um, 
It was kind of a last second win, like you all witnessed just a bit ago. It's usually how it works in Catan, if you've played Catan. Yeah. You, this you, like, guy always has sneaky. the victory points hiding. It's yeah, so annoying. Yeah, the victory point for like the university or the library. Yeah. Anyway, so last second win. Monica oh, my last second yours, win? Yours, yeah. yeah. Stood up and said, yes! And uh, hurt your jaw. I did. I think I like sprained my up, TMJ sprained or whatever. And it hurt. And so for like a month, you're like, oh, my jaw. So, but does winning always have to hurt? And does losing always have to hurt? <laughs> does it have to hurt it so have bad? To hurt so bad. Does it have to hurt um, my mouth? John, what do you think? Let's hear what you have to think about it. To you, John. We'll see you after this. Afterwards. Hey, thanks for joining us. I don't know. Are you still feeling it? That constant pull to be on one side or the other. Join us, or you're against us. Uh, and if you do choose a side, you have to be against the other side. Uh, maybe you're you're kind of in that, like feeling like you have to check your Instagram or your Facebook or check the news every five minutes just so you know what the news is. And so they, whoever your they is, just don't get away with it. So you know what's going on. Maybe you're you're stuck in that idea or this, we're kind of all in this pull of, you know, the problems always seem to stem from them always seem to come from their side. They just don't understand what the truth is. They, If they would just get on our side and not be, not be so wrong, everything would be okay. And it really feels like still we are so entrenched in our ideas, in our backgrounds, in our camps, but there's a better way. That's what we've been talking about. There, there's a better way than polarization. There's a better way than hate. There's a better way than yelling over each other. And it's not just the middle, it's actually a completely different way. And it starts, and we talked about this two weeks ago, two episodes ago, whenever you're watching this. It starts with having our thinking transformed, allowing God to actually change our thinking by renewing our minds. And see, when God changes our thinking, it's a lot like, like a, a coffee cup that uh, has old nasty coffee, because you don't want to waste good coffee, but old nasty coffee in a sink, right? And you, you turn on the sink and the water hits the coffee and it starts kind of bubbling up. And the more good water that goes in it, the more the bad coffee comes out until the coffee's completely out and the cup looks transformed. The cup looks new. And so we allow God to put his good thoughts in our minds and transform our thinking. And so that idea of changing our thinking, it's, it's starting to choose people over viewpoints. It's the idea of actively loving enemies through the love of Jesus. It's asking our question, what does love look like? And on the surface, that sounds good, right? And it is good. Those are great things. I wouldn't have talked about them if they weren't. But what keeps us from fully embracing this new way, this transformation way, this better way, is I think this question, when do we get to win? Like, when do we get what we deserve? When, do, like, you say just, just listen, right? And don't argue your viewpoint. But if you choose people over viewpoints, when do you get to share your view and actually tell people the truth? Because if you just let them stay in their thinking, they'll be wrong the rest of their lives. When do you get to win? If I don't stand up for myself and my views and my rights, who will? And it's even harder when they or somebody on the other side has harmed us. 
or is, is intent or is actively harming us or our side. Like they need to make up for what they did. They need to get what they deserve. So when do we get to win? Well, there is a way to win. There's a, a better way to win. It's counterintuitive and it's gonna sound ridiculous. And so you're gonna have to give me a few minutes, but the best way to win is to give up our right to win. The best way to win is to give up our right to win. And the Apostle Paul talks about this idea in what we call the Book of Romans. is actually just an ancient letter he wrote to Jesus' followers in the center of world power in that day, the city of Rome. He's writing it 20 years after Jesus' ministry and Jesus' life. And he's writing to Jesus' followers what it means to be a Jesus follower. And if you're not a Jesus, you don't consider yourself a Jesus follower, keep watching. We made this whole church, Cross Creek, for you, for you to be able just to ask questions and discover and have doubts and explore those. So, but if you're not a Jesus follower, Paul's writing to Jesus followers. So everything I'm about to say, you don't have to do any of it. No, he's, I'm not saying this is what the world needs to do. I'm saying this is what Jesus followers are called to do. You don't have to do any of it, but if you're tired of and exhausted of being part of the fight, if you're tired and exhausted just being entrenched on your one side, I'm going to encourage you to try out what we're going to talk about. If you don't like it, you can just stop doing it. But give it a try. And so Paul talks about, he's talking to this Roman culture of might makes right, and the, the ones who are in power are the ones who get to make the rules. And if you're weak, well, obviously there's something wrong with you. And what Paul is about to say in the Roman culture is probably, in their mind, one of the dumbest things Paul ever wrote. Ready? Here we go. He says, never pay back evil with more evil. But that's the way the world works, right? Like if, if an animal is attacked, they, they fight back. They defend themselves. If uh, your kids argue with each other or, or hit one. The other one attacks back, right? If your spouse uses a tone that you're not happy with, then you turn around and use that tone. That's just the way the world works. We retaliate, right? It's, it's human nature. Back in 1750 BC, Hammurabi, the Hammurabi Law Code said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. If somebody cuts your eye or pokes out your eye, you have the right to do it back to them. You have the right to pay them back for what they did to you. It's still in our law system, right? Somebody, somebody hurts you, somebody wrongs you in some way, you have the right to sue them. You have the right to sue them for everything they're worth. You see this not just you know in BC, not just in the law courts, you see it on social media. Somebody says something against you or against your side, you feel that I, I've got to answer. I've got to, I got to stand up. You know, they attacked me, I'm going to attack them. They called names, well now I get to call names. But what's the result of that? Of paying back evil for evil? Just more evil, right? Now, now evil's been doubled. And it gets even worse. Like it, when, when you were a kid, if you had siblings and, and your brother or sister hit you, right? Well, now it's your right to hit them back. But what do they always say? Well, that's not fair. You hit me harder than I hit you. So now I get to hit you some more. And it just goes back and forth, right? Or somebody wrongs you. And you say, well, I was right in the first place. Right? They think you wronged them, they wrong you back. Say, well, I was right in the first place, so now I have a right to get back at you. That's how wars start. That's how genocide starts. That's the root of nasty divorces, of just trying to retaliate. 
But if a Jesus follower's thinking has been transformed by God, by allowing God to renew our mind like that coffee cup, then we act differently. Because new thinking leads to new actions. And so when we think differently and we act differently, what does that, what does that actually look like? No, well, Paul goes on. He says, do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Meaning, you choose to go first. A Jesus follower chooses to go first in honoring people, in respecting them, in valuing them as a human because they were created in God's image. A Jesus follower goes first in looking out for someone else's good. And Paul says, do all you can do to live in peace. Another translation says, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. See, only you can control you. Only I can control me. You can't force somebody to respect you, to honor you, to listen to you. Your role, our role, is just ourselves. To do our part in creating peace. My mom has this saying, and she's a very sweet, dear, old lady. She says this, if at the end of the day Jesus is happy with you, then you're good. If you've done everything you can to love that person and, and love them like Jesus loves them and he would, be, he would approve of how you treated them, then you don't have to worry about anything else because you've done your part as much as it depends on you. And you're, you're probably thinking, watching this, you're saying, okay, look, I got it, right? This is the third episode. And you, so what you're saying is, you know, what does love look like? Revenge bad, love good, right, I get it. But John, you said we get to win. Like, when do we get to... When do we get to win? You said there's a better way to win. And I didn't forget, right? But it's not going to be easy. But here, here's your answer. Paul says, Dear friends, never take revenge. But, but I, want, I, I want to win. Hold on. Jeez. Never take revenge. Leave that, the, the justice that you deserve, the justice for you, leave that to the righteous anger of God. And then he goes back to Israel's founding documents, the, the Jewish scriptures, and he says, For scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. And so we ask, well, if I don't look out for me, if I don't look out for my own rights, who will? Well, God says he will. He promises that he will look out for you. Yeah, but I got to do something. Like, do you see our culture? Do you see which way it's going? Do you see them out there ruining that that I care about and that I love? If, if I don't do something, then, then they'll take over the country. If I don't do something, then I'll lose my rights. If I don't do something, then something bad will happen. <laughs> you, you, you sure think a lot about your uh, powers to orchestrate world events when we talk that way, don't we? See, the reality is we feel like we have to do something because we don't trust. We feel like we have to do something because we don't trust that there's somebody who will do something. See, the need for revenge comes from a lack of trust. The need for revenge comes from a lack of trust. Think about it. If there's a God, and if, if you're in that phase of, I'm not sure there's a God, just give me that. If there is a God, if what we say, if what Jesus showed us about God is true, if there is a God who loves us, loves, loves us enough to die for us, if there's a God who says he will never leave you, who always sees you, 
who knows you, who cares about you. Why do you have to fight for your rights? Why do you have to fight for your rights? You don't. Because he's the one protecting you. He's the one caring for you. He knows what's going on. And, and Paul says, leave that, that justice to the righteous anger of God. Another translation says, leave room for God's righteous anger. And when you take revenge, when you take revenge, you give up your right to justice because you don't leave room for God's justice. When you choose to take revenge for yourself, you don't leave room for justice. You give up your right to justice because you become just as guilty as the original offender. See, when my, when my kids get in fights and, and one of them's picking on the other one or doing something they don't like, what's the typical thing every kid does? They, they retaliate. Right? That's the natural way. We retaliate. We hit back. We yell back. We, we do to them what they did to us. But I tell them, look, if you do that, you're not leaving a room for me to actually have fair justice in this situation. Because if they hit you and you come tell me or I see it and you haven't done anything back, I can take care of them and you're in the clear. But if you hit back, now there's consequences for both of you. You've lost your right to justice. I mean, what, what brings better justice? Our petty, in-the-moment retaliation or God's righteous, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving justice? Which one would you rather have happen? And so we trust and we leave room for God to work. It means we don't have to fight for ourselves. We're free of having to protect ourselves and fight for our rights. We don't have to fight to change hearts, to change minds, to change circumstances, because we can trust that God's in control. And then we stop being part of the problem, and we start being the solution. And when you start being the solution, you start winning, because trust frees you to love your enemy. Here's what Paul says. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, Give them something to drink. You think, so what? So they just win again? They, they keep just walking all over? You guys are arguing so much today. Just, you'll be okay. He says, in doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. I'll read that again. In doing this, in giving them something to drink when they're thirsty, in feeding them when they're hungry, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Shame was big in the Middle Eastern culture. still is. But losing face, realizing that they were wrong. They try to accuse you. They try to argue with you in public or even in their heads. And they've got nothing to go on. There's nothing to argue about. There's nothing like, hey, you know, they, I did this and then they loved me. I did this and then they took care of my kids. They only see you loving them. Which, think about it. When, if you were adamantly against somebody and they just kept loving you had nothing to accuse them of that would be so frustrating that'd be like burning coals landing on your head it'd be like this thing that's constantly nagging at them because they can't even win their fake shower arguments with you because you've given them nothing to accuse you of but there's a different motive than just like getting back at them that's not why we choose to love. It's not to destroy them, but to show them what love looks like, even when love is attacked. What does love look like? Even when it's attacked, this is what 
This is feeding my enemy. This is giving water to my enemy. And then Paul sums up this whole section we've been talking about in the last three episodes, everything we've been talking about. And it's that you, I mean, you really want to win? Do you really want to win in life? You want a powerful way to change the world? Paul tells us right here. He says, don't let evil conquer you. And our usual idea is to stop there and say, oh, (laughs) don't worry, I won't let evil conquer me. I'm going to fight those evil people that I see out there. They're not going to win. I'm going to conquer them. But see, that's, that's how evil actually wins. We're not talking about evil people. We're talking about evil. That's how evil wins because evil changes you. It puts people into sides against each other, and it convinces us that it's okay to use evil for our own good. See, it's, it's not evil if I do it because I'm in the right. See, evil wins by convincing us to use it for our good. Uh, you know, you were evil, but, the, but that was evil because I was right. And so now I have the right to use that same method against you. It changes you. It makes you think you can use evil for your good. I can attack them. I can attack their reputation. I can, I can slander them because I'm in the right and they are evil. My cause is good. That's just an endless spiral, isn't it? It's just retaliation. It's just more evil. It's repaying evil for evil. But there's a better way. Because Paul goes on. He says, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. When you're attacked, when you're mistreated, when you're misunderstood, when you're slandered, you have two choices. You can be changed and become hard. You can fight, fight for your own justice and become bitter and angry. You can become the problem. Or you can overcome evil with good. You can either be conquered or be a conqueror. And so we kind of sum up this whole section with this. Good conquers evil when people do good to those who insist on evil. Good conquers evil when people do good to those who insist on on evil. And so you might be asking if you, you know, you're an American, you like to fight. But is it ever okay to fight? Yes. I, I think it is okay to fight. In the biblical writings, it tells you to fight. But it's never for yourself. It's always about defending someone else, defending the weak, defending the orphan, defending the widow. See, love is standing for the weak, for the defenseless, for the voiceless. It's using our resources, our privilege, our strength to defend those who need it the most. That's love. And so love sometimes does mean fighting to defend, not yourself, but those who can't defend themselves. But here's the thing. Love is stronger than just fighting to defend the weak. See, love can destroy the unseen roots of evil, even before it forms Slavery in the United States needed to be ended. It was a good war to fight to free other human beings. The Nazis in World War II needed to be fought. They needed to be ended. And the genocide that they were putting on the world needed to be ended. But if love was there in the first place, if love was conquering evil in the first place, there would never have been slaves. There would have never been this idea, oh, yes, some, some human can own another human being. If love was there in the first place, I'm going to geek out a little bit, you, on world history. See, if, 
people had used love instead of revenge, then Germany, after World War I, would not have been weakened and humiliated and been ripe for the madman nationalist Hitler to take over. If, we, if, if the League of Nations had said, you know what, Germany, you were wrong, but let's bring you back into the fold. Let's use love instead of revenge to get back, of you, back at you. Hitler wouldn't have had this easy ground to manipulate people. See, love can destroy the unseen roots of evil. And so what do we do? What do we do with this? What is something that we can actually do right now? Well, here's a simple idea. We're going to have a graphic for you that you, you can put on your phone, you can put on your, your social media feed. You can just write this down somewhere that you see it every day. But it's a simple phrase. It's, I choose love. I choose love. It's a way to remind yourself that you don't have to fight for you. You don't have to, you don't have to be angry and scared and worried that they are going to take over because you choose love. You choose to trust. You, you say, I'm putting you over my view. It's a way to show other people that there is a better way. It might spur conversations. You, you tattoo on your face, I choose love. People are going to ask you what that means. Or if you just put it on your social media feed, people are going to say, hey, what does that mean? I, I like that. It's a, way, it's a way to start a conversation that says it doesn't have to be polarized. There's a better way, and it's the way of love. I choose love. So maybe that's what you need to do this week. Maybe, maybe you've been watching this and you're like, you know what? That is the way I want to live. That's, that's who I want to be. This Jesus way, I like that. I want that to be my life. I want to be transformed by Jesus. I want to choose to follow the source of real love. If that's you let it, and you want to let him start transforming you, reach out to us. You can, you can email us right here. You can DM us on social media, or you can just comment on this. On YouTube, we can't know exactly who it is, but on Facebook, you can just comment, transform. And we will reach out to you, and we will talk to you about what that means and, and, and what it means to start following Jesus and to find the, the path of, of true love, the, the better way. And maybe you're not ready for that, and that's great. That's okay. It's okay that you're not ready. It's great that you know that. There's no pressure. But maybe you're, you're interested in who this Jesus is really is. Who, I mean, we've been talking about his way and how he transforms, but who was he? Who is he? Well, subscribe. Put, click subscribe if you're on YouTube or the podcast. Click subscribe and, and stay and watch and listen to the next few episodes because we're going to be talking about who this Jesus really is. But we all want to win. That's natural. Of course, we want to win. We want justice. We're created in God's image. God is a God of true justice. So that's in us too. We want true justice. But when we think of winning, the way we try to win, it often means someone else has to lose. We try to win in the argument and we lose the person. We lose the relationship. And in the end, both sides lose because they've allowed evil to change them. They've allowed evil to make them part of that endless cycle of polarization, of fighting. We end up chained to hate. We end up wasting our lives plotting revenge instead of living the amazing and free life that God designed us for. There's a way for everyone to truly win. Jesus' way. It, it frees us to let go of hate, 
to let go of fear, to let go of the poison of bitterness and anger. It frees us to love. And when we do that, the other person becomes, instead of an enemy, a friend. Instead of building walls, we build bridges of relationship. And the other person wins too because they get to experience the love of God through us. They are freed from the stress and the anger of having to constantly oppose us, having to be put in different sides. And they become more willing to listen, more open to what we have to say as we become more open to what they have to say. There's a better way. Let's walk it together. Because change begins when we begin to change how we love. Change begins when we begin to change how we love. Try it. Aaron and Monica, back to you. Thank you, John. <laughs> Excellent. Messed up my road. I want to choose love. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a great um, encouragement way to just remember this week um, that love is the better way. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have a wallpaper for you. There is an Instagram share or a Facebook share you could do. There's an Instagram story download. It's all in the description um, down below. But you can change your phone. So whenever you unlock it, it says I choose love. You can love. see that. It's a That's good a good reminder. reminder. I don't know about the tattooing on the face, though. That seems extreme. It's a real commitment. It is a real if commitment. If you're into it. To, to choosing love. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bonus points. So that's there for you in the show notes. And if uh, you're new and you, or you have questions, actually, yeah. you can go to our website. For those of you listening, yourcrosscreek.com backslash welcome <laughs> for the online welcome card. Uh, yeah, if you want to ask a question, if you got something on your mind you want to email us about or let us know about, that's great. Mm -hmm. Do that. Uh, but it is time to give away stuff. So, brrr, this week's brrr, the Truffle Shuffle Salem. Lori C. Lori C., congratulations. Congratulations. You just won some truffles at the mm. Truffle Shuffle. I feel like I should, I should do a little shuffle. Should do the little Truffle Shuffle? shuffle? Oh, yeah. That's like an old football dance, isn't it? The truffle shuffle? Oh, the Iggy, Iggy Oh, shuffle. that's something different. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations. We'll be contacting um, Lori C. Yes. on her big win. Yes. Um, again, you can enter to win this week's giveaway right. by liking a, po a positive reaction on Facebook. Ding, ding. Wow. Ha ha. Yeah. Heart. <laughs> or comment on the Facebook page video yep. or on the YouTube vid yep. and that would give you two entries so maybe that's how Lori C won I maybe. don't remember yeah but she won a random drawing to truffle shuffle Salem and this week's giveaway yeah, what's next? We get you know what pairs one. nicely with chocolate lots of things but lots of things but the thing that we're gonna we're gonna give away this week is a gift card to honey and pine coffee, coffee. company they are over at Willamette Town Center mm -hmm. on Lancaster it's a cute little coffee shop in there they have coffee they have freezy, blendy things. Mm -hmm. They have Red Bull drinks. Yeah. Um, it's a great place. They serve really high quality, delicious coffee. And now that the mall is opening back up, yeah. it's a great way for you to go grab a coffee, walk around with your mask on inside, mm -hmm. and um, sip the coffee like this. Yeah. Do the awkward. Or you could do a straw. Yeah. Snap. Yeah. yeah. So Honey and Pine Coffee Company, ah, great spot. Giving that away this week, please enter. Yep. That's right. All right, and that's it for our for our episode. Yeah. Episode 14 in the books. Together for, Together Salem. for Salem. Questions. Part I I I. Right. 
next week we're starting a new series about Jesus. Pretty excited about that one. I think it's, I'm pretty stoked. It's gonna be awesome. Yep, go play Catan with a friend. Yep. Lose well, just like I did. Yep. Yep, answer these questions coming up and we'll see you next week. Next week.